Welcome to the 10th episode of the Gabriel Podcast. Today I have a really cool guest, a person I came across actually on Instagram and I got to browse her content. Uh, her name is Ellie Alcala here. On Instagram, she um, emphasizes a lot on um, side hustles, entrepreneurship, um, business productivity. And I just resonated with her content. I'm just really glad that she decided to come talk to us today. So welcome, Ellie. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, Gabriel, it's a pleasure. Like when you reached out to me, I was super excited because <laughs> I've never been a guest on anyone's podcast. I once like did a video with my friend where it was kind of podcast set up, but never with someone that I don't know or someone from the internet. So when you reached out to me, I was immediately excited. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's that's super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just super interested in hearing people's stories and um, especially when I came across your content, um, I just knew like, wow, it would be really cool to kind of get her mindset get, to get to get to see like uh, how she got to where she like is and like most definitely like what she plans and like um yeah just to get that story um so i'm super excited to hear what you, you know what you have to say for today yeah of course i mean you can go ahead and ask away and i'll do my best to answer yeah and not go on a rant because <laughs> i go on so many rants <laughs> no problem at all um well just really quickly, just to give the audience a little bit of uh, background, it's currently eight o'clock on a Saturday. Um, we uh, we um, you know we were trying to find a, a, a good time, um, and this is where we landed um, at eight o'clock <laughs> in the morning. In the morning, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know it was really cool because you know it's I think it was only a week after we first contacted, her, um, so it wasn't really that long. So um, that's cool. Um, that we can do this so quickly um, just because I was, you know, super excited. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, how how has your morning been, like, so far? And just how have you been? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so this morning, I mean, I we were talking about before the podcast, before you started recording that I'm, like, shifting toward waking up in the morning. I feel like it's been an ongoing goal of mine to wake up earlier, but I'm definitely more of a night owl. But last night I actually went to bed early. And yeah, I mean, this morning it wasn't that hard to wake up because I was excited. And usually before I like meet anyone new, I mean, I've never been on a podcast, but like, of course I was like watching your previous podcast. And I feel like that was a good way to start my morning because I listened to your first one. I forgot his name, but he's like a music teacher. I believe Harley that. was him. Yeah, yeah, he was like just a beautiful soul. And then <laughs> like I also, I mean, I didn't have that much time this morning, but I also listened to another podcast um, mm. from, I think, a graduate student or an intern at Long Beach. So it, it was just nice to start my morning off by listening to people that, I don't know, have like an awesome mindset and are really doing cool things with their own lives. Um, but yeah, that's just, I mean, that's how my morning's going. Mm -hmm. And um, I can also start by giving a little bit of background about myself. Go ahead. Um, so, I mean, I'm currently in Southern California. I am based in the greater Los Angeles area. I was born and raised in the greater Los Angeles area. So actually, I was born in East LA, mm -hmm. East Los Angeles, and um, pretty much lived there for a majority of my life. And later on, later on, when I went off to college, I was still like, in 
Southern California. I didn't go far for college. I went to Cal State Fullerton. So that's in Orange County. For people that aren't familiar, it's like a school really near uh, Disneyland. <laughs> um, that's always what I tell people when they're not familiar with like SoCal. I'm like, oh, it's near Disneyland. They're like, oh, <laughs> all excited about it. Um, so yeah, at Cal State Fullerton, I studied molecular biology and biotechnology. I really was interested in research, biological research, which led me to um, pursue my PhD. So I did a gap year while I sort of like figured out like the application process and all of that. And um, I just needed break, a break from college, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And I went ahead and um, applied for graduate school. I didn't apply to too many places because I was paying out of pocket. So I had to be wow. very selective. Um, the application process can be pretty um, expensive. So after that, I started my graduate school journey in microbiology. I was at UC Berkeley um, in their uh, microbiology PhD program. And we can get into this later, but just like spoiler alert, I ended up leaving my PhD at the start of the pandemic. So mm. I finished uh, my curriculum and just like finished up the year. And I decided like it wasn't the path that I wanted with like for my life, at least not at this given moment. And yeah, ever since then, it really has become a quest to um, learn more about myself, a quest to learn about like what I want for my future and how I can start building um, toward it now, today. And so quickly after I left my PhD, I started like networking and trying to find a job because I mean, <laughs> it was in the midst of a pandemic. And even though um, graduate school, at least for the program that I was in and a lot of PhD programs do pay you, but it's not a lot of money, especially when you're living in California. Yeah. So um I quickly found a job. I was working at a, um, well, at that time, a lot of companies that like have to do anything with research or biology did repurpose to like processing COVID samples and things like that. So initially the company that I was working with like did repurpose um, their entire like workflow to COVID related things. And then within that company, I started doing other um, like non-COVID things more uh, like clinical um, lab type stuff. And that was about a year ago where I when I started there. And now I'm currently working with a startup company where they focus more on like, it's this really cool technology when you where you could produce a lot of compounds or molecules of interest in a cell-free system. So uh, currently a lot of the, the way that a lot of molecules are uh, produced is by producing them in a cell and this mm. startup company is really leveraging the fact that you can apply those same um, cellular systems outside of a cell making it a less complicated process so right now i'm currently part of the few people that do make up that company it's a growing company <clears throat> and yeah i mean that's currently where i'm at i do a lot of research and development with them and on the side, I'm just building a lot of um, potentially passive streams of income, a lot of potential passive streams of income. So we can definitely go into that a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to stop there in case you want to like ask any questions about everything I just said. <laughs> yeah, um, that's really 
that is a super cool journey. <laughs> um, Thank you. Uh, it's quite interesting. A lot of twists and turns, it seems like, you know, um, some inflection points on certain points there. Um, <clears throat> so interesting, interesting. So it seems like a very common, uh, at least the thing that stayed constant here, it's like a lot of micro, like not micro, or like, um, what was it, bio, what was it? Is like, it microbiology? Uh, no. Um, well, my PhD, what I was pursuing my PhD in, it was microbiology. Microbiology. But then it was also molecular biology? Yeah. So my undergrad um, degree, mm -hmm. my bachelor's in science was in molecular biology and biotechnology, oh, okay. which in its own, you can sort of like branch out to so many realms, so many fields of um, biology. So, but yeah, that was, that's my general background. I see. So has your interest in, in like microbiology kind of stayed the same this whole, because it seems like, are you, how interested are you in like microbiology? Like in terms of, uh, I guess, yeah, just how interested in general. Yeah. I mean, I think microbes are super cool. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they make up like a majority of like, our own bodies you know right. like we have a lot of microbe cells like microbes microbial cells microbials are everywhere just like from an evolutionary standpoint like the way that they can survive in just extreme conditions that's super cool um in regards to like the things that they produce like you know our antibiotics come from mainly microbes just like a lot of cool things that they're able to produce i think they're super fascinating they are very complex though like in order for you to tamper with them and make sure they're so uh, with molecular biology and my microbiology a lot of times what you're doing is you're altering the genetic capacity so altering what these microbes are capable of producing for example or like the phenotypes that they exhibit so it, it a lot of times that requires you to manipulate the microbes at the uh, dna level so i mean i think all that's super cool and um so my interest in microbiology as a whole has not wavered my path through it like in terms of like me actively pursuing a career in that i would say definitely um at least not through like the phd route it's not mm -hmm. something that i particularly um, visualized for my own life at some point and yeah but in terms of now like it's more leveraging what we know about these microbes what they produce like the pathways that they exhibit um, to sort of outside of like a microbial cell how can you leverage that so that for example i mean i'm gonna nerd out on this because i just think biology is super i cool. <laughs> i love it i love science um so like in a microbe you know you wanted to say you wanted it to produce x compound but like the microbe in itself like it it has so many other pathways that you know are responsible for one keeping it alive two like metabolism three like so many different pathways so to say that it's going to be efficient at only producing your product of interest. That's like um, a huge ask in, in certain situations. So it's the idea of, okay, what if we can just take that particular pathway that we're interested in outside of the microbe and then like make that more efficient outside of a cell system. Mm. So that's pretty like novel technology in terms of like um, doing more uh, like a bio 
like having that biochemistry happen, like the biochemistry that would have otherwise been happening in the cell, have it happen outside of a cell environment. Um, so although it's not like it involves aspects of microbiology, it's definitely more like um, synthetic biology now and like biochemistry, which is really interesting because a lot of things that I'm doing now, like I've previously conducted in other lab experiences, but I'm learning so much that like, you know, and even just being in a, in a like startup environment, there's a lot of milestones that you have to be reaching in order to like continue getting funding. And I guess that's the case for several labs, but it's definitely a little bit more of a past, fast paced environment. Um, but I really like it. I really like the team that I'm working with. It's a small team, but we're like growing really fast. Um, but yeah, that's just like to answer. I'm still like super interested. I'm very curious and um, like that interest itself has not really diminished. It's just more of like me pursuing a career with, through microbiology. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, so when you're taking that process outside of the cell, the efficiency, so I'm assuming like you're trying to increase the efficiency of like creating the product. Is that the whole purpose of that? And, yes. And does it, um, is there a process outside of the cell currently that that does increase that efficiency? I mean, yeah, there's like, it's a lot of research and development mm. and like, I'm sure other like labs are conducting like optimization for their own pathways of interest, but for the particular pathways that the company is interested in. And I, I can't really, right. I, I'm like stepping on eggshells because a lot of it is like stuff that I can't really, like in the, mm -hmm. the, the specifics of it, it's like confidential information. So I'm just going to like cap how much I, I say just because I never know like, what's <laughs> right. too much. Yeah, no problem. Um, but to answer your question, like mm -hmm. great question, first of all. And yeah, it's just sort of like finding ways, whatever pathway that you're interested, whatever product you're interested in, there's a specific pathway or there's probably several pathways, but there's like one pathway that you're interested in. And it's sort of like the nuts and bolts, like trying to figure out like in under what conditions you can really maximize those products while having very low cost input because mm -hmm. if you want to scale something you want it to like not cost that much money um um yeah so it's just a matter of finding like the adequate conditions tampering with a lot of different um like uh, yeah like components of that pathway in order to see if you can produce your um product to add like an industry scale right really fascinating stuff at least with this whole yeah. like new like biotechnology uh stuff um i i know i'm focusing on the uh the microbiome here but i just feel like it's such a central part like at least it's shown as like a passion at least for you and, and interest um and so i guess um like how did that so did you always like science growing up as a kid and and how how did microbiome become like the forefront of your studies? That is such a good question. And <laughs> just like, how did I end up here? <laughs> um, I wouldn't see. I don't know. So as a child, I guess like I was always like super bookworm, super nerdy. I was more of a timid child. Like mm -hmm. my mom has so many pictures of me like reading. <laughs> like I don't know if you ever did this, like or if it was just me. I, I don't know if anyone out there if you ever did this, like let me know but I would like hold a classroom like in my room so like I would have imaginary students I would like read to them I 
like have always been fascinated in learning. So that always sort of like tilted me more toward like English. Like I like writing and I have like all these weird poems and songs that I wrote like to crushes that I had when I was like in elementary school like what even was I doing but anyway like I've always loved just expressing myself through words and just like reading new concepts um, through books but like I don't know I feel like the whole science thing definitely happened later for me I always saw myself as someone that like I wouldn't say science was my favorite like it was always English and arts of course because like Mm. back then like art was such a small component that like of our curriculum at least in my district where in my school so whenever you can like do anything artsy like so stoked but um, (laughs) I really liked math like I was in all these weird like math competitions that my mom would make me sign up for as a child and then science was like also not really like I don't really have a large memory of science when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. in middle school I would also say like um the same I don't really like I didn't really like my science teacher like she was mean like she oh. was just you know how like in middle school you like you know the cool teachers and you know like the mean like students just talk yeah <laughs> um and I'm sure she's like a nice like I'm sure if I meet her now as an adult I'm like yeah I was just being dramatic when I was a middle schooler but at the time I think the environment for who I was when I was 12 wasn't conducive to like the way that I learn or acquire information. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say science was like an interest in middle school, high school either. Like, okay, I just have terrible experience with like science teachers, (laughs) like in high school, um, which is unfortunate, you know, but in, in high school, I took like an AP bio class. It was terrible. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was necessarily like only the teacher, like, but also me, like at that time in my life, there was a lot of things happening, um, like just personal, like family stuff. So my focus wasn't really all there, you know, like you're developing as a person, you're like in your, what, like angsty years. (laughs) Um, And like, I was an athlete, I was a student, like trying to keep my grades up. And AP bio just really kicked my ass, to be honest. Like I got a one on that AP exam. So I was just traumatized. I'm like, I'm not good at science. Like I just built all these like limiting beliefs and these like my mentality around science was just negative. So then, um, you know, moving on with chemistry, like I never really liked chemistry in high school, but then it was in college when everything sort of changed. Um, I was undeclared when I first started college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. It was just like the next step. Um, and uh, I feel like a lot of people, I went to this school, my high school is Bravo, Bravo, Francisco Bravo Medical Magnet High School. So like it was a, a magnet school, like a, a school in which a lot of kids went that didn't live near there. Like it was a, mm-hmm. a school that people, like your parents make you go here. So a lot of people grad, like go to college after that. So like, I thought it was the natural thing for me to do. Like you go to college after. So I did. And I did, I went through like the whole GE, like the general education courses. And 
I was really like also digging deep because, you know, I, I had this like timeline on myself, like, okay, I have to declare a major at the end of this year. I have to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life when I'm 18. Yeah. I, like I have like this weird, like deadline that I had for my life, I guess, or at least, I mean, college, it's like a big thing because not college itself, but like you have to pay for it if you don't get grants. Like you want to make sure that you're making like an okay decision at least. Mm. Um, and so when I went through my general education courses, I was really attentive of like, I kept a journal, like whatever, like stood out to me, like maybe this is what I meant to do with my life. Like I was just really cognizant, really alert of what classes like stood out to me. I took a biology course my second semester and I was just fascinated. I'm a very curious person. I love knowing like what is the reason why things happen. Like I like knowing the core of things. And I just remember like in this biology course, um, like we were talking about vitamin C or something, I don't know. And like how it's actually a placebo, how vitamin C doesn't actually increase your immunity and things like that. Like people just take these pills, like it, it, it helps because you think it's helping, right? Like the whole placebo effect. And then we talked about like this other concept and like really getting into like the molecular um, reasons as to why it's happening and I thought that was so cool I'm like wait so you mean to tell me like this is why this larger thing is happening like is operating like because of this one thing that's happening in this one cell and then that's able to be coordinated with other nearby cells you're telling me that like that like the way everything orchestrates is why I'm speaking right now like that was just really fascinating to me um like how each cell it's its own little universe and like it creates a larger universe which is you and like we're just all like little walking universes like that's how universes that's how I always saw it so anyway like yeah obviously I really nerded out about that right <laughs> I love that I love that it's like ridiculous I'm just like sometimes I'm like how do I sound to someone that's not interested in this at all like, <laughs> no. I like she's crazy <laughs> who is she no it, it's fascinating <laughs> because of I mean I I use kind of similar vocabulary when I talk about people in general like when I come across a different person it's just like it's just a whole different universe. Like you have your own universe and you're trying to clash and like try to like, you know, communicate like whatever small thing you want to communicate, but it's a clashing of so many different factors. And yeah, definitely. I, one question I did have about that because of your experience in like all the previous science courses and in, in bio class, like how were like, how was your like attitude, like signing up for that class even like prior, like, didn't you have it? Any kind I of pushed negative. it. <laughs> I pushed it to second semester because I was like, so my thought process for like, I overthink everything. I'm just like a big overthinker and I plan everything. And so I really planned my first year accordingly, like according to where my mindset was at, right? So like I told myself, okay, I'm going to take biology course my second semester because I don't want to start my college career with that. And I don't want to push it till later when I'm taking like, major course because you still had to take that biology course regardless mm. of what major i decided because it's just like a ge um and i was like okay if i take this biology course later when i'm taking major courses that's gonna suck i'm gonna hate my life <laughs> so i'm just gonna take it my second semester so like to answer your question i was terrified i was just like i had built up such like a negative 
like relationship between me and science and it's crazy because science is like an umbrella term for so many things right but the way that I just like shut myself out to like the possibilities of what I could potentially pursue within science because of these negative experiences that like I had previously with like you know it it, you know it wasn't like necessarily like I hate blaming other people and it's I don't think it was necessarily like my teachers although they it did pay a part I think it was just before that like before even like I feel like in my head I had already made up an idea that I wasn't the type of person that was good at science Mm -hmm. um like just it wasn't really emphasized like in my in our communities you know like I I was growing up in East LA it's like a historically um like a lower income community which we were community of like um immigrant families which what that's what my family was like my my parents are immigrants to the united states from um mexico so i feel like along the way i picked up voices telling me like oh because you fall under this identity group like you're not going to be good at this and it wasn't like Mm -hmm. anyone necessarily telling me but I feel like you hear things like maybe because there's so much extra help and emphasis on like, oh, you must get to like a STEM thing because you're Latina, because you're like, I feel like sometimes that in its own made me feel like, oh, crap, is there a reason why I otherwise wouldn't be able to? So I don't even think it's the fact that I wasn't ever capable. It's just like these voices that or the implications of certain voices that sort of you develop ideas of like, maybe I'm not like good for this because of like where I live or whatever, which I think obviously isn't the case, but along the way you just sort of pick up like these ideas, you know, that aren't necessarily true. So yeah, I guess like that definitely like that mindset at the time, I probably didn't know that it was uh, limiting me, Mm -hmm. but now like when you look back and you're able to define certain aspects of your childhood and like your you know like prior experiences like I feel like now I'm able to define potentially why I thought that I wasn't like good at science you know I I love that because it, it feels like um I'm well there's something that I'm noticing at least like your mindset like your ability to analyze like yourself and like the states like the things that affect you the things that influence you and like to have because it's different from like when you're just going through something and you're just trying to figure out like you know why you're feeling this way and like stuff like that but it seems like you have like a more of a bird's eye a little bit more of a bird's eye view about like how like why like why like your life um kind of like why you felt the way you did like why you made the decisions you did mm. i think that's really interesting it's like a lot of psychology stuff like um yeah so was that like a recent thing or like throughout like um i guess learning about yourself the process of like mm. understanding yourself a little bit um yeah was that like mostly recently i would say i'm a very introspective per- i feel like part of it has to do with my personality like i i Okay, to answer your question, recently I became more in touch with it. Mm. But I think that I've always had this like 
way of thinking about things that's so like annoying sometimes because <laughs> I I feel like sometimes I overthink things and I try to like <laughs> look at thing like a deeper explanation for things and it's really fun and like in in terms of it allows for really awesome conversations but sometimes it like the the drawbacks of that are that I'm such an overthinker and but just to like before I elaborate on that part the positives of it are that yeah I think I just like understanding like why I'm behaving a certain way or why I'm thinking certain thoughts and so like sometimes I, I try to explore like why I think I'm in the process of unlearning a lot of things that I learned as a child or as I navigated through life um, I mean I'm, I'm still young but like as a younger adult I, I'm trying to understand why I chose certain paths that I did or why I have the mentality that I do. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, picking up ideas from when we're kids or how we were raised, the environment that we grew up in, like it, our environment really shapes us. So yeah, I feel like I've always been this way, but as of late, like recently, at least I know like a lot of people say this, but COVID really did allow a lot of us to slow down and have a time to look within. And I, previous to that, I was always going, going, going. Like I'm very much a person that sees, like I have huge task lists and like all these goals and I'm always like in go mode and it's good, but sometimes it doesn't allow you to slow down and analyze like how you even feel about your, the current state of your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I definitely would say yes to answer your question it has been a recent thing that I'm paying attention to, like the reason, the potential reasons of why I do certain things or did certain things in, in, in the past. Right. That's really cool. That's a really cool kind of skill to have um, because, <clears throat> you know, if, if you don't have it, then um, I guess you're just more prone to, well, one, you're farther from understanding the truth of what actually happened in your life and the farther you are from that truth you know the harder it is for you to uh to just uh you know make good decisions for yourself um and uh i guess to make peace a little bit with with who who you are yeah i think that inner voice it's it's very it's important that we listen to it you know because a lot of times like it's it it, it like when we listen to it, like our intuition or like our consciousness, whatever you, you want to call it, it a lot of times it tells us when we're aligned to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you've ever felt this feeling of resistance to what you're currently doing, uh, whether it's your occupation, whether it's like a relationship you have, like sometimes there's just this huge resistance and we can you know, lie to ourselves, or we can try to justify why we're sticking through it. Uh, we can t make up stories and, and convince our own selves to stay or to pursue or to continue down this path. But if you don't like take the time to really listen to that, you're going to keep walking toward a path that you're not necessarily content with. And sometimes you do have to, you know, 
do things that you hate in order to get you to where you want to be. I've done that. And, you know, I will probably do that again to get me to where I want to be, to get to that like ultimate end goal. But there's so many ways to get there, right? To like that goal that you have set for yourself. Like, and sometimes like once you achieve that goal, which is what happened with me, right? Like I so badly in my head, like had created this idea that I wanted to like pursue my PhD. I never even asked myself why, which is why like I I firmly believe that when it came to writing my essays for graduate school, it was so difficult because you really have to dissect like your life and your motives as to why you want to pursue. And I love to write, but that process was so incredibly difficult because I, I had to like really like embellish the truth a little bit and convince myself that this is not embellish the truth in in the sense that like I'm lying about what I've done or what I'm capable of but more so like okay why do you want your PhD and then I'm writing things like oh I want to have my own lab one day and like this and like that wasn't no Ellie like what are you doing like that's not what you want but like you want to get in because of whatever reason and And, you know, like at this point during this like writing process, I really had a chance to dig deep, but also like at that particular time, you know, something that I learned, it's really hard to differentiate when, like whether you really want to achieve something um, and it's fear stopping you versus um, like you trying to sabotage yourself. So for example, like just to give an example of what I mean, because I don't know if that made sense. When I like was leaving for my PhD, mm-hmm. I had all these feelings of like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. Like, but then I told myself, oh, maybe you're just afraid of failure. Maybe you're just afraid that you're not good enough. Maybe you are afraid of imposter syndrome. So then I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right, mind. Like, I'm just afraid. Like, I'm trying to sabotage myself. So it's really hard to mm. differentiate between you just are letting fear get in the way versus I really don't want this, which is why I think I had to go. I had to go to prove to myself, like, you know, you really were only letting fear get in your head. Look, it's like, fine. You're surviving versus what I actually found out was like, yeah, there were portions that were like, obviously fear and you're like getting in the way, but a lot of it was like, Hey, you really don't want this. Um, But like, sometimes you can't afford to be in that environment to like, realize that you don't want it. Sometimes you have to do that deep digging before you put yourself in that environment. Because in my situation, it didn't, they, my PhD program paid me, right? Mm. But say, for example, medical school, that'll be a very expensive (laughs) first year of you trying to figure out. So like, what I'm trying to say with all of this is it really is important to, before you go on your path, really dig deep and identify your why and um, identify whether, okay, this is your why. Is this the only way that you can get there and choose a path of least resistance is like my biggest learning lesson this past like year and a half. That is so fascinating because I can relates so much to that personal statement at least because i'm currently doing a personal statement at the Mm. moment 
because <clears throat> I'm current, like, my background is, uh, I got my bachelor's in nutrition. Oh, how cool. So, the, funnily enough, when you said that the bio and the cell thing and the vitamin C stuff, <clears throat> um, I I was also undeclared in high school. I'm not high school, college, undeclared in, in college. And then I came across this intro nutrition class. And I love, I, well, for me, I love science, but I just, I knew I, I wanted to go into something science-y, but I just couldn't, I didn't have anything in particular until I came across the nutrition class. And when the professor was going over something like, the thing that got me was how food is related to um the top 10 like killers like the the mortality the reasons like the top 10 reasons why people die i think like eight out of the 10 are, are food related and heart disease is number one right for the u.s yeah it's or is it's, it cancer i haven't looked at the chart in a long time but it's like yeah cardiovascular disease car crashes are, are actually on the top 10 um Funnily enough, that's not nutrition related, but, um, you know, diabetes, um, obesity, um, you know, so just some of these, um, you know, kidney fail, like kidney failures and, and just all of these conditions are food related. And, and mm. so when I saw that stat and also other, and how like, because food is ultimately like the fuel that you put into your body that yes. goes into, that actually breaks down and actually creates your cells, um, you know, once I found that out, I was just super interested in nutrition. Um, so right now, I'm, I'm applying to like the internships to become like the the professional expert, like the dietitian, the registered dietitian is what they call it. Um, so I'm working on my internships, and that damn personal statement on the first <laughs> question they ask is, "Why do you want to enter the dietetics profession?" and I've been spending like weeks on that question because I really, like you said, you have to dig deep. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, I've heard, you know, other students also, like, um, you know, they, they have their version. But then for me, I just, um, I, I just have to, like, really, I, I'm, I try to be genuine. And I really try to dig deep for that reason. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, yeah, it is because, like, and it, it's meant to be hard, right? Because I feel that we, we aren't really we don't ask ourselves that, right? Like, for example, even like some people do, some people go through college with the idea like, oh, I know why I'm doing this. I know what I want to get out of it. But a lot of us don't. A lot of us just go through it because it's like we have the next traditional step, exactly. whatever. Um, but we don't really put much thought. Like we think, oh, it'll be worth it once it's done. And like, that's how I went through my whole college career. Like I, I mean, I obviously did put thought into the future and like, also, I don't regret like what I chose. I think every decision is necessary, right? Like you need like not, okay. You learn, it's like a learn a teachable moment. You learn from that. And most people have a zigzag, weird, windy path life anyway. Like it, it's weird when you see a straight shot life, you know, like someone <laughs> did the thing. And if they did, like who's to say they're happy, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I definitely like you're going through the process so you know what i mean like you really have to um learn yourself like really ask yourself hard questions and the frustrating thing about it is that it's not something you can like determine overnight like I, at least for my from my experience i can say that in different moments you like capture 
like a new motive, a new reason why you want to do what you're doing. It's not an overnight thing. It's a process. Right. I think that's a perfect segue then. So then how did so then your transition from the the, the main focus of the PhD in the microbiome to to I guess like um your current life and like what you decided, you know, you kind of wanted to transition into. What the hell are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that's uh, definitely a good segue. So <clears throat> in terms of, you know, the biology aspect, I'm, I'm still exercising that through my startup, my, my job at the startup. But, you know, I realized something interesting during my, um, when I left graduate school, it was at like, what, it was May of 2020. So the peak you know like covid was like real like it's real now but that's when we were all like panicking like, yeah what's happening toilet paper <clears throat> running out yeah like what <laughs> <laughs> um well even was that face <laughs> but yeah so i think you know i read so many books during that um period so i like to call it my incubation period because i really like disconnected from like the ideas that I had of my life, like I, it's like, to the best of my abilities, I created this blank slate. And I told myself, what would you design out of your life? Like, if, if this was your second chance, like, what would you do now? And, you know, it became really evident to me, like, I had to leave, leave my PhD program wasn't what I wanted. And that in itself was a hard decision, you know, because I had so many people to tell like previous mentors, I had to tell my the people that like whose labs I was rotating in, I had to tell my advisors. I, it was this big thing. And a lot of people, it's like the hardest thing to tell someone that you don't want to like what they've accomplished for themselves, that you don't want that for yourself. It's so hard. Like telling a professor, like, I don't, you have to play your cards nicely, right? Like you, you don't want to burn any bridges. And it's like, it's a personal decision because some people like could take it personally, you know, not like I didn't experience that, but in my mind, it was just like this huge monster, like telling the people that I had to tell. And obviously everyone was questioning, like, do you want to leave? Like you work so hard to get to Berkeley and like Berkeley has all this prestige and like, do you want to walk away from that? And like, I was so sure. I was like, yes, like I do. <laughs> like there was no doubt in my mind. Um, and then I just read so many books. I really dove into more like mindset, like motivational self-help books, financial books. I've always been really interested in like having my finances like in a row. Um, I think it has to do a lot with like, we didn't grow up with a lot of money and like there was a lot of like financial, financial like struggles that we like my family went through and I wouldn't say that I ever needed anything but I know my parents struggled you know like parents have this way like some parents have this way of even though you grow up poor their parent their, their children will never feel it and I feel like that's how it was for me like we just had a very like humble upbringing but that's all we knew so we're not complaining like whatever we can't make these crazy trips every year that my friends are doing like it's fine like i had a bunch of cousins anyway to like play with <laughs> um but i think because like i grew up with that those financial bur financial burdens like i always wanted to keep my finances good like straight so 
um I read a lot of financial books which is led me to to like this crazy like path that I'm on now to like achieve financial independence so just to talk a little bit about like my side hustles um actually you know what I'll get into that a little bit just to like really talk more about my incubation phase so yeah man I just like read so many books (laughs) about mindset and uh, entrepreneurship and how like a lot of people just had these like successful people had multiple streams of income so I became fascinated because I'm over here trying to like pursue a career to just have that job till I retire like my mindset just shift shifted drastically as to like the tradition traditional way of like viewing your life of you go to college you go to grad school you get a job you get promotions I, I just didn't envision myself in that like rat race environment I just didn't want that um and so that sort of led me to okay well what do you want to do and that's when I started like I'm very creative I have like I have a cre- I have creativity in me that I would like to like express in different ways so that's when I had like started my podcast back in the day so I was doing what you're doing very similar I was reaching out to people that I knew and that I didn't know and just capturing their creative journey I was specifically focusing more on people with creative paths but actually mm-hmm. like or people that like started that took a non-traditional path with their life at mm. some point because I feel like a lot of those stories aren't really captured. You know, we hear the like very traditional path and like everything like within academia and this and that, but we don't hear, or like corporate world, but we don't hear the other side, like the people that took a chance on their, like on their own, like side hustles on their own entrepreneurial endeavors. Like that was fascinating because that's a fear. Like, I mean, that's not the only way to experience fear, but when you really have to like risk like you have no money you're gonna like take your chances on this thing that you think may lead you somewhere but there's no security Mm -hmm. that's so fascinating to me so I started capturing people's creative path and it took me down this like weird super interesting weird is a wrong word um, path to like discovering how I can do something with my side hustles how like with my hobbies with things I already like how can I leverage things I already like to make income out of that or to make anything out of that so after that that's when I started exploring um more of like financial independence so I'm trying to like find a way to categorize this so it's not too messy um I think I'll go first with like the real estate aspect because due to my interest in financial independence financial freedom Mm. i joined like a real estate mastermind group because i was very interested in having some assets under my name that i can you know be a landlord or in the future have my own airbnb so i joined this mastermind group and met really awesome people networked and i was able to buy my first uh, my part my partner and i were able to buy buy our first out-of-state um, investment property so you know that's nothing that's going to make us rich like in the next year or whatever it's like more long term like this is something that over time is going to be appreciating and building like that'll just be a source of passive income and just to stay within the topic of real estate now what I'm exploring is to launch my own my own airbnb i recently started a course so some of my friends recommended this course that um 
really helps you like launch your your own Airbnb without owning property. So maybe mm. like co-hosting or subleasing and they're doing really good. Like mm. just the cash flow that's coming in is really good. So I was like, you know what, whatever, like, let me give this a go. So that's my current endeavor is really like finding ways to um, like learn more and launch that. So that can be another stream of income. And the reason I like want, like, like why? So the question you can ask is like, well, why do you want all this? I think I know for a fact that I don't want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. I don't want to be an employee for the rest of my life. And I know that if children are in the cards for me, um, are in my cards, I guess, like, I don't want to, like, my mom struggled so much with, like, finding people to take care of us because she had to go, like, slave away at a job. She, like, my mom was so good at, like, being in our lives, but, like, with my dad, like, he always had to be working to support our house, right, and, like, the cost of living in California and, like, just, I don't want to experience that. Like, I want to be present in my children's lives. I want to be present in like the lives of my current family. Like my mom, like we're very family oriented. Like I, I want to invest more time in relationships and people and like other endeavors that don't involve like me having a nine to five in the long run. So that's my why. And um, in terms of like my other, that's more of like, the real estate aspect of me and in terms of other side hustles. So how you found me through my page, I believe. And we can all, I'm actually curious as to how you found, found me so we can get into that in a bit. But um, yeah, so I currently, what I do with my page is I recently pivoted to more like documenting my side hustle journey because it's, it's hard. It's like so many moving parts. And I know mm-hmm. there's people out there that are doing it too. So sort of capturing my journey and providing tips to like how to be productive in your business, maybe different tech tips of like, okay, how um, do you set up a website? How do you set up your Google Drive for your business? How do you um, leverage different tech tools to automate parts of your business? So really anything that comes with like what I'm currently using in my business to like have it being functional and like hands off for the most part to like mindset like I just want like to cover all of those topics mm-hmm. so I was also providing um more like content I, I like strategy things so I was providing a lot of content strategy tips and I currently still am and sort of like foundational oh my mic is <laughs> okay there we go um and just sort of like providing people with like direction perhaps in their business if they need it like find foundational questions that you can be asking yourselves um but yeah I think I was working more like with clients on you know getting their social media page for their business like um like up to par with their brand like the brand aesthetic that they had in mind uh copywriting for their captions or for blogs or for any other um content writing for any other piece of content that they come up with. So I was doing more of that in the prior months, but this month specifically July, because there's so many things that are happening with like the real estate aspect, I'm shifting more to like working less with clients right now. Mm -hmm. to like just continuing to provide tips and sharing my journey as I go through it. Cool. Quick question on those, um, like, uh, like those content clients, how did you like 
get around to like getting involved in that was it just i guess being in like the online space and then yeah great question yeah so actually um one of my friends she started her own shop um sometime last year and i was helping her with her instagram page and just like different back end stuff of her job of her business and i realized i didn't know people got paid for things like that like before mm -hmm. this i had no idea of the online space of like providing like a service to other businesses like what whether it's a one-off service or working with them on a monthly package to um set up different aspects of their i, I didn't setting up different aspects of their business i didn't know that you like that existed <laughs> yeah. and the reason i came across this is because one day she was figuring out how she could pay me and i'm like oh i don't know like if you want to have me as a tax write-off like like we, I, I got into like the legal side of it. I started doing research and that's where I learned that people got paid for like oh. this type of work. Like whether it's helping people with their social media, helping people with their YouTube, helping with copywriting for a blog, helping with any of those like back end aspects of business. I didn't know you can get paid for that. <laughs> so that's when I learned more about like being um, like whether it's a virtual assistant or being a, a content strategist or being like a website developer, that's when I really tapped into and started doing more research. And that's when I decided to like, just have that building on the side and work with different clients um, to meet different needs. Cause I know like a lot of people talk about niching down, but I feel like in the beginning, you sometimes have to like play around with different aspects of, um, like whatever it is you're you're exploring, you have to play around with different aspects until you can find what you like. You know, it's definitely a process. So that's sort of like a, a short, like there's more to it, but that's just like the main way as to how I became exposed to this. And of course, like having these podcasts with creatives really expo like exposed me to uh, just really making money with your side hustle, with your hobbies, I mean, with things you already like. You know, you hear this all the time, but it just seemed like something so far away, like I could never do. And then once I realized, hey, like Ellie, you love planning. I, I love being organized. I love the, I love systems and strategies. I love finding ways to like automate things. And like, I, I love all these organizational aspects. I didn't know that I could, <laughs> you know, leverage that to help businesses. So yeah it's just really being more exposed to creative people and entrepreneurial um type minds that is super cool um connecting all the way back to like when you were younger uh and when you loved like the arts um i can definitely see that in this in the, in your content that you produce um <laughs> and also like just the you know like you said the website design like the things i've at least uh come across like I'm like yeah that looks really nice like the website designs and uh, the stuff that um, you have on your Instagram, like, and your reels, and it's like, I like how that all connects. <laughs> it seems like it's just very, like, genuine and, like, very Ellie. Like, thank <laughs> you. You know? you know, that, well, first of all, thank you. Like, I'm on, I'm very flattered that, like, I always wonder how other people perceive me, like, people that see me on the internet. Um, and obviously, every single person is going to have a different perspe perspective or perception. But it's good to know that, like, you know, you, you can see the element of me in my content. It's definitely a struggle to incorporate that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure my, like you can probably relate or other people that put out content and it's, it's hard to put yourself out there, to be honest. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to take away um, pieces of my personality. But, you know, like just to mention something really quick. Mm-hmm. I also really love teaching. I love connecting mm-hmm. with people. And I I'm still trying to learn more about myself every day. But part of me thinks that that's why I wanted to pursue my PhD to begin with mm-hmm. is because I wanted to be a professor. Like I wanted to teach. I don't want like the research, like the, all the weird administrative, like I just really wanted to connect with people, with students the way that like I had amazing college professors that really um, were mentors really more than anything. Um, like, of course I took a lot from their classes, but it's what happened in office hours. It's what happened, um, like how the extra mile that they went to help me on my way, on my journey, whatever it was at that given time. But I always loved being a mentor. I used to be like a mentor for when I was in college, I was a mentor to other college students at the nearby community college. I love, I was a tutor. I always loved connecting with people and teaching. And, you know, like I started my new YouTube channel recently. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about the online space is like, you can really teach anything you, you want. And you can really get out there and like, you know, with very minimal equipment, like, I mean, yeah, I have this mic now, but when I first started, like, it was just like a a mic that I plugged into my phone and like, I just recorded on there and I was putting out like uh, YouTube videos. Like I don't have that channel anymore, but like that channel will reflect, like I was just tapping into, I, I would have so many like, different videos that didn't even relate to one another but that was my journey like a lot of times people put pressure on like being perfect or like getting like your path down the first time or like if you chose this you have to stick with it and yeah there's like you can say a lot about consistency like definitely be consistent and be committed like you don't want to be jumping around too much but sometimes getting to like like me getting to where I am now it took a year of me tapping into different things. Like I had a podcast. I was, um, I started doing like more YouTube videos on productivity. I was putting out videos on how to be productive, which I mean, I still plan on doing cause I'm a nerd about productivity. <laughs> but like before that it was just, oh, like I made this planner template cause I love making planner templates. Like I have one right now that I made. It's just like a habit tracker. <laughs> like I love making these things. So I was like just making tutorials on YouTube. like. It was just me allowing myself to be creative. I wasn't thinking about making a a job out of this, making money out of this yet. It was just, sometimes we focus so much on getting it right the first time that we don't take time to explore. And my path over the last year, I've tried everything. I've like done, I built a coffee table and like I documented, (laughs) like, like I just tapped into so many things like, you know, cutting that table with the miter saw and painting it and like you don't it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be something you stick with forever at one point you definitely want to zone in on one thing you don't want to like spread yourself too thin but sometimes I feel like it's part of the process unless you already are super in touch with who you are and what you want but not a lot of people are like that a lot of times it's trial and error that finally gets you to like the next phase that you're committed to, you know? 
Right. And I <clears throat> I agree. It's a super important step to first, you know, explore. Like, explore. because we, we are such complex, like, creatures. Um, and it we... I think we hardly do ever know ourselves because we I feel like we are so busy just living our day to day that oh, yeah. um we hardly ask those questions of why and like who am I and like what values do I you know are important to me and and how do I want to how do I want to live my life so I can live a life um you know following those values yeah um you know and and, and I want to say that it was really brave you know of you to like you know that whole process of leaving the phd like you like that's not a that's not an easy thing to do because you know um you know when whenever you make any sort of like decision that that takes a couple uh, that takes time you know like you said there's like that whole like are you sabotaging yourself um mm -hmm. section that that's really i mean that's just um that's that really is psychologically like painful like to kind of like try to discern what is truth yeah and you know what really helped me and i would recommend to anyone that's experiencing like similar um feelings of whatever your occupation or whatever you're questioning in your life something that really helped me was to keep a journal and i mean i still do like i still journal every day that's one of my habits that i have on here <laughs> um but during my graduate like experience I kept a journal and every time that I would feel negative emotions or happy emotions, like when I had a mild, like it wasn't all bad. Like my graduate like experience, it, I didn't leave because I had a negative experience with like a professor or a student or the program. It was personal. Like it had nothing to do with the program. And like, I was keeping like this journal of like the happy moments, like when things went great in lab, when like I overcame feelings of imposter syndrome, when whenever I had like even the slightest accomplishments, like I would just document everything. But you know, something that came to my attention was a lot of it was negative. And when you have to reset your mindset every single day, because I, I kid you not, I came to a point where like, I just didn't want to go to lab. I didn't want to get out of bed. I've um, experienced depression before when I was in college. Um, and I am very alert when I start feeling so like I know what like potential emotions could feel like because it's not just sadness it's like deeper than that it's like this deep sense of like lack of meaning or lack of mo it's like beyond lack of motivation I can't really explain it if you've ever experienced or if anyone watching has experienced like they would know but like I was starting to feel a lot of that again and mm. it was scary and you know a lot of times and the thing is like a lot of people were like oh well you're far away from your family like but the thing is like for research I was usually always traveling like I did uh two summer internships in Houston Texas um in Baylor College of Medicine and so I was in the like the Texas Medical Center and that required me to be away from my family a lot of the summers I left I had lived away from my like house for a lot of college like I love my family but it was already like a, the precedent was set of like she leaves you know <laughs> like she goes away I was I've always been very independent so it's like yeah of course I'm homesick but I'm in 
Berkeley, Northern California, my family is in Southern California, they're a drive away or like an hour flight away. Like that was a non-issue. It was deeper. It wasn't, um, it was about me and what I wanted out of life. So I really recommend like just keeping a journal for anyone experience, like just in general, like even if you're in a good place in your life, it's good to keep that. But um, especially in those dark moments. And when I flipped back and I'm looking over here because my journal, like the same journal is here that I still like journal in. Um, it's, um, I looked back to reflect on my months and it's like, Hey, like there's something here, like I need to listen to, but I wasn't able to see that until COVID hit because, um, I right everything slowed down before that. It's like, you got to go, you wake up. Cause the next day you have to set up this experiment. You get home, you have to study for this class next day. You have to write this paper. Like you don't have time. You don't have time to stop. And that's, terrifying right because that's how people go their entire life sometimes with their career like it's so demanding and blah 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 and then one day you finally have a chance to breathe and it's like 10 years later and you're like hold up <laughs> like how did I end up here so yeah that was just um my experience and for sure like having that journal helped me um keep track of those thoughts I see yeah that's that's really cool um you know that you're able to do that like for yourself notice that about yourself um and to take action um according Definitely. according to that um to the information available to um so what do you kind of see like as a future like what what um do you think because you did mention a little bit on the future like what you kind of wanted for yourself a little bit um did you have like a more I guess to what what is your idea for for your future? I guess. Yeah, great question, loaded question. Um, <laughs> yeah. but great question. I the beginning of this at the beginning of this year, my partner and I, I like I mentioned earlier, I'm a big planner. I freak out if I don't have a to do list for my day. Some may say it's excessive. That's how I function. Like my mind, like I can't. I have a very short attention span. I have trouble focusing. I need like order and that's my way of implementing order so having said that and um at the start of this year I actually sat down and I made a general 10-year plan and five-year plan and one-year plan I feel like my entire life I've been operating in this like mindset of like just the day-to-day which is a good mindset to have only when that day-to-day is being guided by something bigger. I never had that. I never had direction. I knew that I had to finish college because there was grad school or like a job, but I didn't have like an idea of what even kind of job. And this is not to say like you need to plan your life to a T, but we need general direction. I never did that for myself. I never like thought that I had to. (laughs) And so now like having navigated through my life in a very like just organized way I guess I decided to like sit down and really think about what it like because it comes a time in your life where you need to really like be careful as to what you're investing your time and effort in and what can get you the like highest return of investment so and that invest and that return can be different things it doesn't have to be money 
So I sat down and I was like, okay, what do I want? So something that I definitely like for sure is in my five-year plan is I want to achieve financial independence. So meaning that I want my side hustles to be able to sustain my lifestyle. And then some, I want to hopefully have children by then. I want to um, hopefully be married by then. (laughs) And I want to have, so that's in terms of personal and in terms of like professional, I want to, with this side hustle that I have of like being a content strategist and just helping other people, providing tips for other people um, to like be more efficient in their business. Like I am currently still developing that because this is a very something very new in my life, um, like within the last year, this year actually. So it's still not like set in stone. That's still, I know it's going to evolve, but I really want to have an online course by the end of this year. That's one of my goals. I'm still brainstorming as to what that's going to be, but I definitely want to teach more in like any capacity that I can through like the virtual world. And yeah, I think from that, like really leveraging different, like at, using my interests that I have right now and things that I'm good at to build a sustainable sustainable business in five years from now. And so those are just a couple, like I actually have this like five-year plan on my fridge right now. <laughs> um, but the main thing is just, yeah, like um, for sure, like the person that I want to be as well is someone that really... Um, nurtures their family like so when I look ahead I I for sure have this idea of me just having a a uh, close-knit close-knit relationships with my family and involving them in anything that I can spending time with them so like that is for sure like family is a big thing on my fiber plan Um, and yeah I think it's just really leveraging my side hustles to grow into something bigger both this online business that I have as well as my real estate and whatever new endeavors I take on five years from now. And yeah, I think it's ultimately about finding balance. So another thing that I I really want to get better at is just like working more on my routines. So like the morning routines, the workout routines, I really want to be this person that incorporates these elements of balance. I don't like I'm not out here just chasing the money. I'm not like the reason I want those things is to be able to afford myself time freedom to, to invest it into the things and people that I truly care about. I, I love that. (laughs) I I love that ending, especially, um, you know, the emphasis on balance, um, to be like a whole person. Um, you know, I, because it, like you said, like, um, when when you follow your values you know your intuition and like that feeling inside like just aligns very well and we do have a lot of values you know family's important and and i think our financial situation is important um and um you know and 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 also you mentioned like you know teaching and and sharing this information with other people also brings you you know joy in your life so 
you know, finding a way to do all those things, I, I can see a person, you know, um, living their best life <laughs> is <laughs> yes. how I guess I would put it, uh, a, a life of balance. Um, yeah. So that is super cool. I, and I, I know that um, I, I just, I feel like there's something like there, especially like with your, the way that you operate, um, the way that you plan things out, the way that you're able to communicate your ideas to, to other people. I could definitely see like, um, like your page like blowing up, your YouTube like you know <laughs> channel blowing up because, um, you know I, the way that I was describing, um, you know you and and this podcast episode to some of my friends was that, I I, I love how people you know when they're first starting out, and um, you know they don't have that you know they're not too big yet in terms of like the online uh, presence, um, but I see like the the mindset i see the potential i see the um i don't know the underdog like to make good mm -hmm. content despite like um just starting out like and not having too many like followers yet um so that's why i'm like yeah. this is really cool because i can get kind of like documents uh like the early yeah. stage of your, of your you know journey here because yeah uh, you know i i know that um you'll con you'll connect with a lot of people um and uh, a lot of people are going to get a lot of value from like watching and, and reading your content. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I would hope, you know, it's, it's kind of like really putting yourself in a situation where you are uncomfortable because honestly, like for me, I have my like personal Instagram page and all of that and like YouTube, but I'm like, it's still, and I wouldn't say I'm like extroverted. I'm definitely more like in the middle. I have in, like a lot of introverted tendencies. Like I'm definitely more of a, like, because being introverted just means you get, you gain energy from your own self. Um, I, and the reason I say I'm in the middle is because there's definitely a time, like I'm a social creature. We all are. There's a time where like, I need someone else's like frequency, someone else's energy to feed off of, mm -hmm. to like motivate me. But I feel like with this like entire um online space definitely becoming comfortable with being in the public eye and having strangers see you because i mean that's how you found me but mm -hmm. i mean ultimately i i just really want to provide value to people and it, it's not even about like you know i don't have a lot of followers and stuff and it's interesting because when you first start out like which i have i, I did really recently start out you're interested you're very much aware of like the metrics like the new followers and stuff and I feel like before when I had like my previous channel because I was doing it like obviously you always want your channel to grow because at one point you can monetize from that but also because you want to be reaching like other people um but because I, I started out in the, on, the online world without the intentions of making anything out it was just me being creative it sort of set the stage for me to like now that i'm starting like i'm not going to lie and say oh like these metrics don't these vanity metrics don't matter to me because like they matter to most of us right but i wouldn't say it's like what mainly matters it's just more of like i'm documenting my my journey and this is a very recent thing that i, I recently started saying like hey i'm just gonna capture more of the elements of what i'm going through because like those human elements, those moments of like trial and error, those moments of the process, 
are the essence of life itself, right? Like it's about those day-to-day things that are getting you to like the end goal. And it's scary to document that because you don't know what the end goal is. Like you don't know what the end result is. You don't know if you're going to be successful. (laughs) Um, But it's very like, when you see that, when I see people documenting the process and then they actually achieve that, it makes it more realistic that I can achieve that because I saw their process as opposed to someone that's already successful. You're less relatable first and foremost, but also there's always the, the like doubt in the back of your head. Like, well, obviously this person achieved it because they're already so successful. Like it's just so much harder to see yourself also get there if, if that makes sense right but yeah i mean i definitely aim at like putting out more like informative content and just little pieces of like me which (laughs) i'm glad are are getting across most definitely yeah um yeah like you i think you hit it right on you know uh, about um how you are more relatable just because you, you you do start from that whole like um just like you know reading books to like you know starting like you know from this one place have and then like having this instagram and the side hustle and like you know just um documenting your your whole journey through that um i'm a lot of people are gonna are gonna connect with that like i said um, you know, the funny thing about the, the introvert thing, um, I would also like for the longest of time, I've always, I, like, I feel like I was, um, a very big introvert, at least <laughs> growing up. I was always, you know, by myself and, uh, yeah. but, um, at some point I was just, um, I, I knew that this whole interest in other people's stories was just such a, I know that when I'm in the zone with something, like, it's just, like, my whole being is, like, here. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, in really, um, there's just something about it that I learn something. Like, I, I get to appreciate, um, you know, the life of this other individual because it's it wasn't easy at all um, to know that life is, um, you know, full of suffering and, and, and um, you know... Just tragedies everywhere occurs in people's lives but despite all that people find a way to um to bring a positive impact in the world um if they manifest that energy correctly um so i'm always very appreciative when i see that and i see that here so thank you all likewise i feel like with your page too what you're doing it's beyond just the conversation that you have with individuals it's like you know other people like that are listening and watching and you never know who needs to be listening or watching (laughs) that particular piece of content that you're putting out you know and how impactful it may be in the lives of of other people And, and and yeah definitely like connecting with people that perhaps don't have similar life paths as you but that have similar mindset I understand what you mean like I've always felt so energized and just re-motivated to take on anything after I had my podcasts with people um because it's like it's true life is suffering and there's so many things that could go wrong and so many ways that you yourself can make life worse than it is but the fact that people every day are making the choice to make something of themselves and better themselves and strive like it's no small feat 
um, and really like understanding that you have a larger impact than you think you do. Um, like by you, I mean you, but like in general, you people like you have a larger impact to like more of an impact than you know that you have. So for me, when I realized that, when I realized that like, I'm just like a node in like a network of people. And if I like improve my life, if I create opportunities for others, if I am on this journey for like striving to be a better person, whatever it may be, that's going, people are watching and and people are directly, um, people directly benefit from that, but also indirectly. So yeah, I mean, just a message for whoever's like listening and um, really like hesitant right now in their life or not knowing whether they can go like a lot of times we have this idea of where we want to be, but it's just fear, like maybe stopping us from getting there. And yeah, just encouraging people to um, put yourself out of your comfort zone for the sake of really pursuing the things that align with you. And it's just one of the things that you feel. And if you're currently in a path of a lot of resistance, like really try to rethink that to like reroute, like there's nothing wrong with rerouting. That is what life is about, you know, and um, just really taking that leap of faith. It's terrifying. But if you connect yourself with the proper individuals, like with people that get it, um, like people are willing to help is what I've learned. A lot of times, like I like doing things on my own, but I really learned like, putting myself out there, voicing what I want, voicing what I need, voicing what I could give to others, like, you're going to be okay, you know, and that's just been like the biggest lesson for me is really allowing myself to see beyond the fear and just go with what feels right. And I always say like, I don't mean in like the hippy dippy type of way. I mean, in like the way that you're setting yourself up for like a better future, something that's like long lasting, not feels right in like the temporary, like transient way. No, something that feels right, but that will continue to feel right beyond that moment. Um, I think like pursuing that, I think you'll, will, will take you to a path that you're perhaps more content with than like the one that you're currently at. If you're in that like rough phase right now. That was a beautiful, beautiful uh, way to phrase that. Um, and definitely, to anyone that's listening, I mean, that's, I'm sure, you know, that's inspired a lot of people. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Well, that I think that's it for me. Do you have any questions, uh, you know, towards the end, towards the end here? Um. Sure. I mean, how, how can I help you? I mean, how can I be of service to you or to anyone following? Like, is there anything that I can provide or um, just any way that you can think of that I can provide value or bring value to you? Um, yeah. I mean, at least, I don't know, like for me, like just to see, like, just... I don't know just to, I mean it's just a pleasure to to see this journey of um you trying to achieve balance for me personally like there's nothing like um more uh 
one of the things that just like is really satisfying is just when I see a person on their journey to like achieve a life of balance like that. I I would not I wouldn't want any like I would want nothing like less for another individual like in life to like to 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 ask those questions about themselves like what like who am I and like what can I do with this time that I have and in which I can like be happy but also um you know take care of my family care of friends and also like you know this community that i've built um you know to see to see that is just my ultimate pleasure and i think you're already well on your way to to that (laughs) yeah well i will definitely be shutting out your podcast (laughs) it goes live um so that is one way i will definitely I don't have that many followers. <laughs> no, but no. you have you have way more than uh, you have a it's, lot already, though. <laughs> like like hundreds. It's when you describe hundreds of people, I mean that's think of like a room filled with hundreds of people. It's true, actually. Like, um, I mean, I, I saw this meme. I don't know if it was a meme, but it was a picture that was saying like, "This is what like a hundred people looks like," and it's just like. Uh, I guess capturing people in different settings and it's like it's true like 100 people is a lot but um I mean I will definitely I guess like in the grander scheme of things (laughs) whoever needs to be listening to this will listen to it like I could have a thousand followers I can have 10,000 and and if I shout you out and no one listens to it doesn't matter but if one person listens to the stuff that you put out there like there's definitely um there's value and even and just the one you know Mm -hmm. that would be really cool well where can where can they find you ellie Ellie. where you're where can they find ellie okay so i have right now instagram and tiktok so (laughs) i'm Mm -hmm. trying with tiktok (laughs) it's hard to keep up with all the trends but anyway um (laughs) my at name is at ellialcala.co so e-l-i-a-l-c-a-l-a dot c-o and YouTube, it's just my name, Eli Alcala. So E L I A L C A L A. And yeah, I. That's a really I cool have. name, by the way. It's just, it flows very well. There's Eli Alcala. It's very Ellie nice. Alcala. Yes. Honestly, I. it's funny because I used to hate my last name when I was younger. Because uh-huh. it, it starts with an A. And it was. So I'm like the first oh, one to be called for oh, everything. No. <laughs> But also because it was so unique and mm-hmm. like something about being a kid and standing out mm. just did not sit well with me. So I always wanted like the common Hispanic last name, like Martinez or <laughs> Sanchez. Like I always just wanted to like fit in. But now that I'm older, I love my last name. Like it's just very rare mm-hmm. when anyone else has it. So now I can appreciate like being unique in that way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Honestly, Gabriel, it was, it was a pleasure just it's a great way to start my morning for sure and it's um just amazing to connect with a new person online Mm -hmm. like that's always my favorite thing is just connecting with new people that i wouldn't otherwise have connected with if it wasn't for like you know the online space yeah definitely it was all possible because of you know all the decisions that you made to to try to better yourself and (laughs) you know you just so happened to come across me so that i mean that's really cool that you know we were able to do that for sure.
So yeah, I mean, I I always say this to like my guests. Um, you know, I would love like um, you know, follow up sometime in the future because this is kind of like um, like you said, like kind of like part of that documents <laughs> documentation yes. process. You know, For seeing sure. you like early on in this process, and I definitely love to to get your perspective um on that, but also um, yeah, I just think that you, you know, at least from what I've you know what we talked about. I think there's still plenty of stuff that, like, honestly, like, I still think there's still plenty of stuff that we could have dived into. Um, oh, yeah. But because, like, and especially the mindset, I, I didn't get to ask too much about, like, oh, there's, like, you know, the growth mindset. I feel like there was a lot of, like, growth mindset, like, um, maybe your thoughts on that, like, but, like, you know, a bunch of different topics, I think, um, that would definitely be worth maybe diving into sometime in the future. Of course, whenever you think it's time to bring you back on, just reach out, you know where to find me, and I'm sure we'll definitely make it happen again. Very cool. Well, I enjoyed this 10th episode of the Gearball Podcast. Uh, Ellie Alcala here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hope you enjoyed her story. I I know that I gained a lot of value from it. Um, the insights of another person's journey um, is just always, it will never ever like not be interesting to me so there we go that'll end this episode um i hope you guys have a wonderful day bye bye and